Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I will be uh, taking you solo through a topic, uh, kind of a broad and specific topic, discussing uh, current uh, media in the context of uh, new fandom consumption. I don't know what I'm going to call this in the thing. Basically, I'm talking about the recent situation with the 100 fandom, and... um, and the episode that aired uh, last Thursday, I'm recording this on the, co- the following Tuesday. Um, but it's really not going to be like a specific discussion about that episode. I mean, I, I watch the show, I'm a big fan of the show, and I'm going to be discussing kind of my reaction to it and stuff like that. But also, it's just more of a discussion in how, like, how people reacted to what happened and uh, what that means, kind of, and what that tells about current, uh, you know, current consumption of media, specifically television, obviously. Um... Yeah, this is, I guess this is kind of an off-topic, uh, we normally, topic, we normally discuss animation here on the Overly Animated Podcast, but, um, I'll probably be discussing, this is, I mean, it's, it's, uh, like a media topic in general, right, so it's, uh, related to, it's kind of generally applicable to shows we cover, movies we cover, uh, but also I'll probably bring up examples of, uh, Legend of Korra and Steven Universe when discussing, uh, other specific topics about other, like, examples of how, uh, the situation that happened on the show applied. Um, this is, oh yeah, this is a, my, one of my drive-to-work podcasts, the third one, I'm driving from work, actually. So, uh, the audio quality you'll hear is not up to our normal standards, it's gonna get worse in a few minutes when I get on the highway, although I'm probably gonna be sitting in traffic, so maybe not. Uh, but yeah, it's probably audible, but I understand that it's not great, it's not supposed to be, um, you know, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm aware. So, uh, yeah. So check us out at overlyanimated.com. Um, I have a lot of, like, pre-discussion things. I mean, I don't know how this is gonna go. I was, I was pretty, uh, hesitant to get into this topic. I mean, I had opinions after I saw the episode, and I, someone asked, it's like, you want to do a, uh, Dylan discourse on this topic? And I was like, probably not, because, uh, people get mad at me. And I assume you will get mad at me. If you're here on, if, I'm probably going to tag this, the 100, if you're here listening from, um, the 100 fandom, uh, you know, you can check us out, overlyanimated.com, uh, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I have, I have disclaimers to give, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic. This is going to be, uh, loads of fun. Um, so, okay, so where do we start? So I'm going to give the general situation. So spoilers for last Thursday's episode of The 100. I also want to say that, uh, I want to say that you can probably listen to this even if you don't watch The 100. Like, I'm going to be talking about a letter, a lot of general concepts, which is why I'm going to probably name this not The 100 in the title of this, this podcast, right? So, yeah, so it's probably a generally applicable podcast. Like, I'll explain the situation. You don't need to have any prior knowledge. Uh, Spoilers for all of the 100, because... So if, like, there's a chance you watch the show, you probably know what happens if you're on Tumblr at this point. Um, This is very much like a reaction to, like, what's happening on Tumblr. Um, So it might be a little... uh, Maybe it'll be more interesting if you're, like, unfamiliar with Tumblr culture. I mean, no one who listens to us is, probably, but... uh, it's, it's kind of an examination of, uh, in this new age of fandom and how we react to, to media. Um, so I probably, okay, disclaimer, I probably am not gonna be discussing this in the way that a lot of people are, a lot of people would expect. I mean, uh, I'll talk about my relationship to this show, The 100, in a second, but basically, like, I'm not, like, super outraged like a lot of people, so let's get that out there. Now, um... I'm going to be probably criticizing a lot of reactions to this. That being said, I'm going to be defending everything intellectually. Um, like, give me a chance to make my points, basically, uh, before you write me off, right? Uh, qualifications. Um, I, uh, I'll get into my qualifications specifically with 100. I, me personally, uh, it's kind of private. Like, I, I'm not, I'm male identifying, so I can't truly, um, discuss this to a satisfactory extent, which I recognize, if that makes sense, right? Like, this is in large part a, uh, a, um, female, I don't know what the proper name for, it's like a general conglomerate of, 
of uh, community within the queer community ensemble, right? It's like uh, women loving women community, right? Like that. Um, so like truly I can't be a part of it because I'm male identifying. Being said, I analyze things a lot uh, regarding the subject and um, I'm qualified in a different way to discuss it. No more on that. So I'm a big fan of The 100. I, um, I, it's one of the shows that I actually care about. I watch quite a few shows, but a lot of them are like, oh, you know, like, whatever happens on Teen Wolf this week at this point, like, okay, I don't care that much. I'm actually pretty invested in The 100, and I'm pretty invested in, uh, Klexa, like, uh, which is the main couple we're going to be discussing here, Clark and Lexa. And at this point, I used to be, like, a pretty big shipper, but, at the, like, when I was younger, but at this point, I don't really care about any couples on TV with the hand, with the exception of a few. Um, and this is one of them. Like, there's... There's a few episodes earlier this season that had kind of these explosive Klexa moments um, at the end of episodes, and it was just I just like had a, like a actual emotional reaction to what was happening. It's kind of crazy. That's pretty um, rare for me. Just if you know me, like to actually react to something, especially on a show that I mean, this is one of the shows I'm invested in, so that's not that surprising from that angle. Um, and yeah, so like I ship it. I. I care very much about Lexa, um, potentially my favorite character on the show, uh, I guess Clark, but, um, you know, is he letting me in? Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm forcing my way in, so. Really, you're not going to move forward? That's, that's, that's fun. Thank you for, for doing that. Uh, yeah, so we get this as I'm driving. Maybe I'll edit, remember to edit that out. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much invested in them, and, um, I don't generally emotionally react to things that much, but this couple, I certainly have. Um, I think the 100, uh, let's, okay, we'll talk as if this is before this episode. I hold, spoiler alert, I hold these opinions still, but I think the 100 is, like, one of the most progressive shows on television. Um, it's remarkable that it's on broadcast television. It is a show that features, uh, like, several warring factions that are led by, uh, kind of these, like, these, uh, warrior females, like, even Clark, who's not, like, a warrior in, like, in, like, Lexa, it's just, like, these incredible figures, and the main kind of romance on the show this season was between two of those, uh, faction-leading women, and it's remarkable, like, it's, I, I honestly, like, I couldn't, I can't, kind of can't believe that they're doing it, they were doing it to this extent, and I was absolutely loving it, um, like, this season now is fe featured, Clark, uh, the main character, sleeping with two different women, like, we have, and Clark is, um, while not labeled on the show, she's, I don't think she's labeled herself, a lot of the fandom labels her as bi, um, which, I'm not great, I'm, I don't love, like, people just being like, this character is this sexuality because it's how it is, like, says who? You know, the Clark hasn't said she's bi on the show, right? I mean, she slept with a man and, and two women, uh, so that we've seen, uh, that by, I guess, is used as an umbrella term for two or more genders. If you're using by like that, then absolutely we can use that. But that being said, when's the last time Clark expressed interest in males, right? So I feel like you could, you could identify her as, you could say, claim that she's lesbian as well. It's, if you're super offended by that notion, then I feel like, um, there's something not, not quite right there. Like, uh, like, it's, I mean, maybe, uh, Jason Rothenberger, I'm not super familiar with the crew of the show, but maybe he's, like, said Clark is by right? Like, then you're gonna use, uh, Word of God to, uh, to label her, which is fine again. Uh, people are bigger on Word of God than I am. Um, that being a trope, uh, saying the creator of the show saying something is true or false, right? So, uh, yeah, so we have... I mean, I, I would also say, if you asked me, I would say Clark is by. So I went through that whole uh, tangent to uh, get back to the point. So we have a bi female lead who's slept with two women on screen this season and, like, uh, it was basically in a relationship with another uh, leader of a faction on this post-apocalyptic earth. It's incredible. The show is incredible. Um... And I, spoiler alert again, but I think it's kind of unfair to have all this, all this, um, great stuff dissolve from one, uh, misguided, uh, scene, right? So, 
I'll defend that more. So let's let's talk about what happened on this last episode. Uh, spoilers again. So uh, Lexa dies, right? Um, that's uh, I don't I didn't react as much as I kind of thought I would. So here's the thing. I've been expecting Lexa to die basically every episode this season. I am strongly of the opinion that they were foreshadowing Lexa's death. Um, but, like, not even, like, foreshadowing, also, like, teasing us with Lux's death. Like, there's the episode when she, uh, when she, uh, Game of Thrones-style mountain versus, uh, I forget that character's name, fought, uh, the Ice Queen's son, right? And that whole scene was like, is Lux gonna die? Is Lux gonna die? Even last season, at the end, it's like... Um, we've just been constantly talking about, like, Lex is like, as long as I'm alive, the Coalition's here, right? Like, so, this has just been a constant thing on the show. Um, it's just been apparent for forever that Lex is probably gonna die at some point. And it's the kind of, the weird thing about this episode is, like, they kind of convinced me, like, during the episode that it finally was not gonna happen, just to, like, pull the rug out under, right? So, um, like, during that, uh, fighting, that, uh, battle, uh whatever gladiator combat episode at the end, I was convinced she was going to die. Um, I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't, there's no, there's no real reason to think she was this episode because they, the plot in which she ultimately did die, like came out of nowhere and is kind of random and it's kind of dumb. Right. So, um, I, I did not expect it at this moment, but I have been expecting it for a while. Um, Another thing that softened the blow was how kind of incredible the rest of the episode was and how uh, meaningful her death was within the concept of the show's mythology, um, which I've seen a lot of people being derisive about, which is fine, you're entitled. Uh, but I just I just thought the this episode was potentially the best of the show. I mean, I do think her death scene was kind of ridiculous, and I'm going to be heavily critical of certain elements of it, but... Uh, just the rat, like, they just, I, incredible, I loved the flashback scenes, I loved, um, what they did with her, uh, in terms of giving her death meaning, and, like, just, the uh, tying it to other, the, uh, other mythological aspects of the show, the flashbacks, the cause of the world in the state, the Ja, all the City of Light stuff, like, I just think it's, it, I just thought that episode was remarkable. And it also came in a season that I thought was pretty underwhelming to this point. Everything, this is opinion shared by many, everything that happened in Polis this season was great. It was incredible. And um, everything that happened uh, outside of Polis was kind of uh, underwhelming, especially with Pike and just everything at the, whatever their base is called, right? It's just it was just all absurd and just unsatisfying and felt unfair to the audience. If you listen to me frequently, you know that one of my pet peeves in storytelling is just to have things feel unfair to the viewer. I just think that's the ultimate, one of the cardinal sins you can uh, commit as a storyteller because it just takes you out of it. Like, that's my least favorite feeling to have when watching something is just like to feel like uh, it's not like good things have to happen all the time, but bad things should be earned to the extent that good things should be earned. When bad things happen that aren't earned, it just feels awful. So, uh, I've really not liked what they've done with Pike and, uh, kind of everything outside of, I mean, I'm fine with what they've done with the City of Light this season. I think it's been a little boring and it finally culminated in an absolutely incredible plot here. But yeah, I just, I thought the season was pretty underwhelming to this point. I thought this episode was incredible. I think the previous episode that I thought was the best of the show, Bodyguard of Lies, which was the Clexicus episode in season two. Um, I think that this probably beats it. I don't remember what exactly happened in that episode outside of the kiss scene, right? So, um, this, this episode though, I know like 95% of it was like incredible. So it might be the best episode of the show. I don't think I've seen that opinion echoed anywhere and I would heavily disagree. Okay. So Clex, uh, so Lexa dies. Uh, so Clark and Lexa finally have sex and, um, like, finally, and, like, almost, like, commit to, like, a relationship, kind of, right? Like, she's about to say I love you or something, and it's an incredibly powerful scene. It's great, of course. Um, it's, like, multiple times, right? Like, and, uh, and then they, uh, they do the sex into death trope, right? Uh, this is what everyone's talking about. Lexa's whatever father figure, bodyguard, slash trainee, slash, like, he's all of those things. That character's kind of interesting. Um, and I do like the concept of him 
being the one to accidentally do her in uh, because his hatred of Clark gets the better of him. I kind of like that concept. Uh, just the execution. <laughs> right, that's the big problem, is uh, the execution is just incredibly misguided. So, mm, so he, like, he's shooting at Clark and then he hits her and stray bullet fridge the lesbian, right? Uh, I'm not someone who's watched Buffy, but this apparently happens exactly in Buffy, right? So, so what's wrong with the scene? Um, well, again, okay, no, no. First, I'm talking facts. Here's how people reacted. People were obviously, so there's kind of two reactions here that I kind of want to talk about separately. One is like the outrage at the treatment of uh, this incredible representation that we had on screen. Um, and this, this, uh, this type of reaction was focused more on, uh, things like you used this, uh, fridging, the lesbian, like, the sex right after death, like, or opposite, and, um, and, like, paralleling the Buffy scene, and it's also apparently been paralleled in, I don't know, what other shows. The other ones that people listed I didn't, hadn't seen. Uh, and, uh, apparently, and people were, like, kind of, like, outraged at all that. Um, the outrage kind of manifests in two ways. One, manifesting at the execution. Uh, interesting. Uh, and the execution of, um, of, like, how they did it, but also the fact that they took this representation away, like, uh, outrage that this is, like, the best thing the show had and is very important to people and they took that away. So that's, like... Um, the other type of reaction, I think, was an emotional reaction, uh, like, Lexa is super important to me, like, I'm, this is me talking, like, the, to the, uh, to, like, what the people I'm seeing react mostly on Tumblr saying, although, honestly, it's translated to comment sections of other websites, um, I, whenever there's, like, an article on it, there's, like, a few articles of Jason Rothenberg that came out right after the episode explaining what happened, so... That came out, like, right after the episode aired. So that interview, the interviews were done before it happened, after the person, the interviewer, had seen a critic, a critic screening, right? So that meant that he knew that there was going to be this type of reaction because, the, and so did the interviewer, because the first thing he asked, they asked him, like, every single one, like, EW, like, TV line, like, everyone I saw, uh, apologies for the truck sound, but everyone I saw is like, uh, you know people are going to freak out over this. Why did you do it? That's kind of the first thing that he asked. And then, um... We'll get into what uh, Jason said in response to that, right? But um, he, uh, I don't remember how I got to this to this point. But uh, yeah, he it's it uh, so it, it oh yeah people's reactions yeah 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 so it kind of transferred into other sites. Uh, if you haven't listened to one of these before, these Dylan discourses, I ramble because I'm literally just talking into my steering wheel. I have no outline. I kind of outlined this in my head to try to make sure I hit on the things I needed to say, but that is why you'll find me rambling. Um, it's just my thought process talking out loud. So, yeah, people just, uh, really painfully reacting to Lexa dying, to Clark and Lexa being over. Um, another type of reaction I saw was, like, anger, uh, like, accusations of queer baiting, uh, like, uh, just anger at taking this thing that was important away from them. Um, and here's the thing. It hasn't even been a week since it happened. Uh, anything I say is not to say that you shouldn't have reacted emotionally to this. Like, I'm kind of fine with... I'm, that's not... I'm kind of... People People are emotionally reacting to a show they're into, right? That's... It's It's what it is. It's, it's just... I... I I'm not going to, like, fault people for feeling emotions based off of a show. Um, it's... My GPS is freaking out, by the way. Somebody first seen me react to that earlier. Route change five minutes early, 15 minutes late, on over and over. Interesting, interesting. So, it's, it's like people... People were really attached to them. I'll talk about that more. And attached to her. And it's like feeling a loss. And it's... Of course people are going to emotionally react to it. So that's like, okay, I'm not, nothing I say is to disparage emotional reactions. Like, just because someone posts, I hate that Lexa died, why did the show do this to me? Ah, right, like, that doesn't mean that they're condemning the show or that they're making some greater intellectual point. It's just a reaction. I'm not, I'm not here to disqualify that. So, 
Um, let's talk about my reactions. That's what I saw. So there's, again, getting into the factual territory before I started analyzing. Um, my reaction... Uh, I, I didn't, like, react as much as I thought I would to Lexa dying. I, to a certain extent, I, like I said, I'd expected it for a while. Um, uh, I was kind of just, like, trying to catch... Like, the show moved, it moved very fast, that scene, obviously. Trying to keep up, like, what's, what are they doing mythological-wise with, with, with what's happening. Um, I mean, I was kind of shocked that it did happen, you know, like, right after they had sex. That was pretty shocking for me. And, uh, I didn't expect the reaction that I would eventually see. Like, I didn't even watch it right after it aired. I think I watched it the, of course, the following day at some point, and then I looked to see what, uh, the reactions were to this. I mean, I, I obviously, before I see the episode, I'd actively avoid any sort of, uh, any sort of, like, reactions to it on the tags or anything like that. Not that I frequent the 100 tags. I'm, I wouldn't describe myself as, the mem as a member of the fandom or anything. Not at all. Uh, so, uh, so, then I saw this kind of, um, this kind of outcry of, like, outpour, not outpour, probably outpour of, like, criticism and, like, negative stuff, right? And... I hadn't necessarily considered it in the context of, like, a cultural previous representation of female-female uh, relationships in American media. Um, and once I saw people making their points about Buffy and stuff like that, it kind of went along with my kind of shock at how they approached it, and I was critical in that regard. At the same time, I was kind of finding myself disconnected from the people who were outraged to such a, such a significant extent. Um... So let's let's talk first about why this was a bad scene and a bad bad choices were made. Um, I do think people have a reason to be upset, of course. Like I said, uh, the big problem here, or not like I said, but the big problem here is uh, what happened within the context of um, female female relationships on American media, right? Uh, compared to other similar scenes that have happened. Um, not even getting into the killing off the lesbian character, right? Like, not even that. It's um, just, like, how they did it, literally, uh, was very, uh, you know, was just similarly... It's like, they, they couldn't have known it was that similar, or else they wouldn't have done it. It just seems like such an obviously bad choice to do it in that way. Like... It's, it's what I've, the, the word I've used to describe it is like, it's very tone deaf to, uh, current, uh, current American culture, basically. And that's the, that's my big, that's my big criticism. It was just a very tone deaf scene. Uh, they didn't, like, anticipate, uh, the comparisons to previous shows, and they really should have, uh, t taken that into account. Um, other than that, I am, personally, I am very disappointed that my favorite plot element of this show is over. One of my favorite characters is gone. Uh, but that's kind of where my reaction ends. I, I really disconnect from a lot of this outrage and um, kind of hatred uh, expressed, right? Um, so, like I said, people emotionally reacting to what happened, I'm not here to criticize that. Um, what I potentially am here to criticize is how people... Uh, go about consuming media in the current fandom age, which is, you know, the title. So let's get into this, right? And I'm going to pause for a second to uh, drink. I don't know if you could hear the weird sound my water bottle is making. We'll see if I remember to edit that out. So, this, what happened here, people like, we should boycott the show, we're going to have 20,000 people unfollow the creator on Twitter. Um, they the big the big potential problem is the the thought that you can't kill off this character that I am emotionally attached to you can't kill off this very important uh, relationship in terms of representation to me and this is kind of the what we've seen now happen in terms of uh, in terms of current fandom culture is, people emotionally attaching to media in ways which we've never seen before. 
it's kind of astonishing that, uh, just the, the extent to which people feel attached to current characters. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily critic. I'm not criticizing the attachment and I'm not saying that people are too invested. That's, I don't care about that. Um, the, you know, like I see, I saw a lot of posts that it's like, it's like a friend, a very close friend died. And of course you need time to grieve over that. Right. This is such a new concept and it's really, it really only applies to select media that we're seeing nowadays. Um, and, you know, maybe it's even a special situation for this show because a lot of other shows people are super attached to, like you think of Game of Thrones, like the deaths that happen are kind of known and you also know that just random deaths are going to happen, right? This show it happens to a less significant extent. I do, do think this is Game of Thrones-like in that anyone can die at any point. They've shown a willingness to kill off main characters twice before. Um, so that's not, it's not super surprising. And Lexa wasn't even a, you know, an original main character, of course. Um, she's kind of in that weird point, that, like, Toph-like point from Avatar The Last Airbender where, uh, she's, like, now a main character because after she got added to the cast and said whatever. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah, so it's kind of a unique situation for this show. And the, so... Here's, here's something that I believe, and let me state it first and then I'll apply it to the situation. I believe that content creator integrity should be protected and um, upheld almost no matter what. So what that means is that we really need to protect the ability of people who are making these great creative endeavors in current media to tell the stories they want to tell. Um, I think this kind of applies to a lot of different things. That's why accusations of uh, fan pandering are kind of uh, are kind of like harsh accusations to make, right? Like creators should function kind of within a bubble and um, tell the stories they want to tell. Because if 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 creators can't tell the stories they want to tell, then like what's the point of anything? I don't want to watch a show where. Um, I don't want to watch a show that's American Idol. I don't want to watch a show where fans vote to see what happens next on the show. I want to watch a, a vision from a storyteller. Um, and we've uh, seen this kind of espoused by, you know, Mike and Brian, probably especially Mike, talking about, uh, and the creators of Avatar and Korra, talking about how, like, um, this, the decision to end the show on Korosami, it's not influenced by fans, it's like what they decided, they, it's, it's very important to them to have their vision fulfilled, they've talked about this before and I really do believe this and uh, on the other hand I also do really do believe that representation is kind of vital in current media to changing our culture I, I think that especially on shows that young people watch, having queer relationships is just so vital to show them that, like, you know, being themselves is okay, and just showing, also, like, teaching tolerance, those types of things. It's just so vital. That's why, um, that's why, like, we support shows like The 100 who have that type of representation, and we're, we're not passionate about shows, uh, that have zero representation, because that's kind of the, one of the big disconnects I've had, is, like, we're really gonna boycott this show? potentially the best show on broadcast TV for representation when there's 90% of shows have no representation, I feel like people are losing sight of, of, uh, you know, who's the, really the bad guy, right? Like, better to try for representation and fail than to not try at all. For sure. Um, on a broad level, though, because that's not taking into account people's reactions and attachments. And so on one hand, we have content creator integrity, which is vital. On the other hand, we have people, uh, people in the current uh, fandom media age get their favorite show or movie kind of being like one of the most important things in their life, right? And I'm not saying that derisively, like <laughs> that applied to me with Legend of Korra and Avatar. Um, I'm, I'm aware of what that feeling is like. Uh, 
it's I'm a part of this, and it's it's this strange thing that really wasn't present uh, probably until the internet age, until we can bond with each other over uh, shows. And it's not like it's necessarily like a Tumblr thing. Like forums existed before that um, that did this, and uh, or that uh, you know that people that that fostered this types of uh, community surrounding a piece of media. So, uh, so like, the result, though, of, um, of when you have people so attached so much to shows is that they're going to react very strongly to events within the show, even if those events are creator vision. So you have this creator vision clashing with, with, uh, people's attachments. So that's the, the heart of the conflict here. And I think a lot of people's reaction to what I'm saying is like, this isn't creator vision, this is just Jason Rothenberg, like, this is a plan he had before the season. That's still creator vision. It doesn't need to be from the beginning of the series. Like, you're allowed to approach your story in pieces. Um, second, a lot of people are saying that this isn't his vision, it's that um, uh, Lexa's actor, actress, um, uh, I, yeah, I'm not gonna remember so we're gonna, I'm just gonna say Lexa's actress. <laughs> she had to leave for fear of The Walking Dead. Because uh, she's a regular on that show. Jason Rothenberg has later commented that. We had seven episodes of Lexa, then maybe none at all the rest of the season, spotty on and off, then probably none at all for any point after this for the show. So better to get rid of her on our own terms than to have my storytelling compromised by... Uh, the whims of uh, different of uh, actor availability, which I think is the correct approach in general. Uh, given given what I've just said, that content creator integrity is vital. Um, the way to protect it is to go out on your own terms, right? For sure, for sure. The problem, though, w people would be like, okay, you could just not kill her. Like, you're punishing me for protecting your your integrity. And people, a lot of people's reactions is like. This character and this couple is more important to me than whatever dumb function on your own show. A lot of people are like, it's more dumb than this dumb regeneration plot you're trying to do. Um, and, like, I understand. I, I genuinely have attached to characters like this in the past. I, I understand this this notion. The, the thing the thing is that, like, it's 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 not... It's, they're, they're, like, they're not your characters. And I know that's harsh and, like, people might get offended by that. Because they are. They're, like, they're, like, friends to you. But, like, you need to understand when you get into to media and you you attach into this level, and it's not necessarily intentional, but it's it's not up for you to decide. That's, that's why, con that's, that subverts creator integrity. It's, it's really not up for you to decide. And, and, like, even even if something happens which is like personally offensive to you, which um, this this kind of the the way that this happened, right, is uh, is is what uh, it, it was like kind of outrageous and bad. And I also felt that, and it was kind of offensive to me. Like, and even and of course, it's not the same as I'm not claiming it's the same as for people within the you know these types of specific, these under, these sub-communities, right? So, um, even, even if, like, they, like, mistreat it, it's, it's still not yours. That's a harsh reality. It's, and I hate people being like, accept the reality of life, because most times when people say, like, this is the reality, like, you can't get offended, this is the reality, then... What it's illogical because you can just change the reality. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. It's not like this is how it is forever. It's just how it is right now. And you can help people to change and, like, not be, like, terrible people. So, but, like, that doesn't apply to this, though, does it? Right? Because this is someone's vision. You're living within someone's vision. It's not a shared world. I think people are seeing uh, fandom and... Uh, media in this fandom age is like a shared like world, like a, a subset of our society. But but like it's not. It's 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 just it's just what it is. It's it's someone's creative vision. And I 
I'm not watching the 100 to be a part of a a society where we all shape the future of the show. And it's not like my needs are more important than other other people's. Um, it's it's that it's it's that this is like the intent behind creating it um, for everyone involved. And um, you know, maybe you disagree. Maybe you think that this is how it not what I'm espousing in creator integrity is like essential. Maybe you don't think that that's true. Maybe maybe things have changed. Maybe you think it should be a shared collective but there's a lot of legitimate beliefs that are not that so I like I'm not saying you can't react to Lexa dying um, with like grief and uh, terrible negative emotions and stuff I mean a reaction's a reaction but to then take the next step and to say that the show is doing something wrong, that it needs to be boycotted, um, I feel like clearly flies in the face of uh, protecting content creators. I, I feel like that's just very clear. Um, and you're not thinking about that, right? Because you're prioritizing the, uh, the importance to you and to people like you and to people kind of like me, and uh, extending further, and to a lot of people, even people who just care about it in general, and, um, and like, in terms of societal importance, things can take on new meaning beyond what, how they function within uh, a piece of media. Like, I, I strongly believe that the effect that Korasami at the end of Legend of Korra had was more important than The Legend of Korra ever could have been on its own because it had a social impact and it had a social impact to so many people who that was very important to them. Um, and, like, that happened and it also, like, was... It's, uh... It's, it's whatever was preserved, right? Like, it's intent. So... So... It's, it's like, it sucks, but, like, if... If, like, they want to write that episode in a bad way, then it's just how it is. And you can say, uh, I don't like how you did that, um, let's not do that again. <laughs> or, you know, like, help people learn, right? Most of the people writing these shows are not, uh, you know, are not, do not have this apply to them in the same way, or not these types of people. They're, it's can be, it can be, like, experiences and stuff, but, um, and, and, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's tough, because these, these reactions are very legitimate, and so are, and so are the cause, like, I, like, I even think that the representation and the meaning it has to people is more important than the show itself, but I guess what I'm saying is, despite that being potentially more important, um, you still, you still, like, it's, like, it's, I still don't think the show should be changed because of that. Um, you know, story, storytelling is, has its own meaning, right? And it's kind of, it's, it's not instantly trumped by personal importance. Although I do think that it can, like, in, in terms of my ranking of, uh, subjective importance of things can sometimes outrank it. Uh, the reason that this is affecting you in the first place is because you are, there's some amount, there's some storytelling here. And by, and by saying that they should not have killed Lexa because she's too important to me, they should not have disrupted the thrones because it's too important to me, I do feel like you're, apt to, you're actively subverting the, uh, and going against the storytelling which influenced you so much in the first place. So, um, it's not like a sustaining it's not a sustaining feeling. It's not a sustaining message that you can be outputting. And um, in that regard, I really do feel like, uh, and a lot of, and drawing this back to a more general um, kind of new age, new media and how we like consume media in the current age type of thing. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's maybe like we, we can be, bigger fans of shows and be more into them, but, like, we 
can't insert ourselves into them because then they, they cease to be the shows which we are a fan of in the first place. Um, yeah, I don't have a necessarily a more profound way of putting that right now. I don't think the problem is uh, his intensity of emotion. I feel like the problem is um, is a sense of um, is some some sort of some sort of feeling behind uh, like what it is. Um, some sort of uh, sense of uh, of the story belonging to you and not just you being a part of the consumption of the story, you know. And it's difficult because to a certain extent doesn't, uh, doesn't something happening in the show taking on separate and special meaning for you inherently push you into, into this, into this, uh, territory of, um, of being a part of the, the selling. I think, I, I mean, I can understand how people would get to that point, but I do, I don't think it has to, it has to get to that point. Like, I, I don't think it's necessary to have this uh, inclusion into the storytelling while, uh, in, have that inclusion resulting from um, personal meaning. I think that it, they can, they can stay separate, right? So, I don't know what the solution is. Um, I do think this is clearly, like, a, a fault of our current media consumption for a lot of us. Um, and I don't know, like, how we solve that. I mean, you, you see this manifest in a bunch of ways, right? Like, you see this, I mean, like, I mentioned Teen Wolf earlier. So many, I try to limit my <laughs> interactions with the fans, uh, the fandom of that show, but many a fan of that on Tumblr I see say, uh, Stidia isn't happening, well, I don't want to watch the show anymore, right? So, and my reaction to that is typically, uh, well, then you weren't a show and a fan of the show in the first place, and that, that feels like a little, like, um, a little, that always felt like a little illogical to me, but I guess the more, uh, direct, the more logical way of saying that would be, like, your personal meaning, and I'm not claiming, like, that's a male-female relationship, right? People's personal attachment is not the same as the thing people get from Clark and Lisa. So, um, some people might disagree with what I just said, but, you know, I, I believe it. Uh, so the meaning that they, the meaning that they take from that, that ship and those two characters supersedes the storytelling that they're consuming. So... The problem is, what's the difference between these two situations, right? Like, they're pretty similar in the fact that what I wanted to see happen, I wanted to see Clark and Lex together. I understand that Clark and Lex have, like, more of a personal meaning behind it than a typical ship. Um, and that's an understatement. Like, you can amplify what I just said to the 10th degree. So, um, these, I, I wanted these, these two, to see these two together. Now that they're not going to be, I'm not, a, like, a fan of this show anymore you're taking yourself out of the story that's being told. So, like, that's fine. You're allowed to not watch the show anymore, you know. Um, I do think it's kind of actively bad to try to influence the creators of the show saying, you're not allowed to tell your own story. You have to do what means the most to me. I do think that is flying in the face of creator integrity, right? So it's been a little frustrating to see that reaction. Um, and uh, I just think it's actively, actively bad. Uh, and, um, like, feel free to, like, if, if your meaning for this show, uh, was solely wrapped up in Clark and Lexa and now they're gone and you don't want to consume the story anymore, like, just don't consume the story anymore. Like, I, that's fine. It's a fine reaction to have. I mean, honestly, my attachment to the show is going to be a lot less now that this was the number one story element, story element to me. Um, that being said, I'm super intrigued by what they're doing with, uh, the origin story and the city of light and... Um, also, a certain element of this is like, is Lexa really dead? Because she might have been a, uh, an artificial intelligence, and if she was, then to a certain extent she will live on in her successor. So, there's that element, there's the fact that Lexa in some form will be in a future episode, because of, we saw that in leaks, so who knows how that's gonna, that could just be like a dream sequence or something. Um, so... 
to a certain extent, it's like, let's, let's let the story play out, you know? I do feel like people um, judge very quickly without seeing, like, a full season or even a full... You could argue that you should have to wait until the show's completion, but they do the, the season in segments and then see the reaction and then do the season in segments. So, um, it's like, see where it's going, but even in that, just, just don't... Don't subvert the integrity, because then people aren't going to, like, make these types of things that we get, to that we get attached to. Um, that, yeah. Okay, so let's talk... Let's talk uh, accusations of queerbaiting, right? So, this word, queerbaiting, this, this is a word that, like, doesn't mean anything anymore. I strongly, like, believe that. I think people throw this word out in kind of every situation where they're dissatisfied with representation, they see. And that's, like, not what it means. <laughs> It's like, uh, I mean, it's kind of in the word. It's like baiting queers to watch the show by dangling representation in their face. Like, I don't know how you apply this definition to what we saw on 100. A lot of people are saying it's queer baiting because they dangled a happy ending for Clark and Lexa in front of us and then took it away. Like, that's not what this word means. This word doesn't promise a happy ending. It promises representation. I feel like you're degrading the experience that I had watching these, these two up until this point if you claim that this is not representation, right? Like, this is some of the best representation we've ever seen on broadcast television. Um, I understand that they didn't have an happy ending. That's very important to people, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, it's just not queerbaiting, you know? <laughs> the, the only thing that would qualify as this term is uh, if people's claims that uh, people involved in the show leaked uh, these scenes of Clark and Lex together in order to keep people with the show past this death scene, then yes, uh, that would qualify. But that is absolutely not true, right? Like, there's no way that's true. So these are just conspiracy theories. So if that were if that were true, then yes, but it's not true. So um, I can't claim that definitively. It's just probably not true. You know, I don't know anything, but um, there's no way that they leaked it intentionally, right? So... Um, so let's talk about that, because a lot of people's reactions have been, um, and rightfully so, like, we never get to see, uh, two girls have a happy ending on, in, on TV or current American media, and, um, I feel like a certain, to a certain extent this, like, reinforces why the ending of Legend of Korra with Korra and Asami was so, uh, powerful, because, um, because it, uh, it, like, actually had a happy ending for, for two, two girls, right? relationship, so, um, I mean, to a certain extent, I think people place too much, uh, too much meaning on endings of shows, like, uh, ending of show does not equate to the ending, like, the ending of Legend of Korra was just the beginning of Korra and Asami's relationship, right, so, um, there's, so it's like, yeah, they ended in that place, I mean, it's valid to say that they would eventually break up, right, I mean, people who say that are dumb, but, uh, it's, that's like, it's like, you can't just say that that's, like, something that won't happen because they're happy, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's like, that's just what, um, it's, it's, it's just an ending point in the story that they're telling, not an ending point for the characters. Uh, I don't think endings should validate what we saw previously. That being said, like, it's, it's, it's more of a, uh, these types of characters don't have happy endings as two girls together, so when would I ever have that, right? That's what people are saying. And, like, I totally get that. Um, and it, uh, it sucks that, uh, it sucks that, like, continually we keep seeing this happen. And I agree that this is a bad thing. Um, uh, but, so, and a lot of people also claim this, sorry for heavy, tra inconsistent traffic here, um, and, uh, a lot of people, like, it's like a bad ending for Lexa, right, so a lot of people identifying as Lexa, it's not, to a certain extent, like, prioritizing the ship, like, annoys me even more than the prioritizing of the characters, because, like, Clark's still alive and is still by, you know, <laughs> like, I see no reason why Clark won't enter into a, uh, and the traffic is abandoned. I don't see no reason why Clark won't enter into another relationship with a girl, right? Um, I think that first girl, did she die? I don't even remember. The Rando, Rando from, like, episode one. I think she's still alive. I don't remember that. Um, but yeah, it's like, the representation on the show is not gone. I think I said this before, but 
you still have a bi-female lead, right? Like, Clark is still there. Um, it's just that your favorite representation is gone. It, assuming you don't look at it from the viewpoint of uh, Lex and I. Like I said, that's legitimate. But, like, you can't just pick and choose, kind of, to a certain extent. It, it had more meaning to you, and that's, that's perfectly valid. But do recognize that this is not the end of representation on the Menundra. Um And it's not meant to be either, right? It's not just that it not could, might not be, it's that it's not meant to be. Like, there's no way these writers don't eventually have Clark with another girl. There's zero way. They'll probably introduce more uh, female gay characters. I, like, they seem to really care about this. Um, like, uh, I mean... Yeah, no, I'll stand by that, yeah. So, I don't know what it's... So, yeah, Lexa... So, it's kind of an unhappy ending for the... For a lesbian character on the show, and that's just another one that had happened. Um, let's... To a certain extent, and there's an element here of Clark and Lexa were never going to have a happy ending. And there's been a lot of pushback on this point. It's like, people die all the time on this show. The thing I never... The thing I don't really understand in terms of the reaction is people being like, Lexa, um... Uh, it's, that was, like, a shock that she died. Like, people... I mean, okay, maybe I was, like, reading into things that other people didn't. It's not like my reading of the show is correct. But like I said, I think Lex's death had been foreshadowed, like, continually and continually teased and dangled in front of us. It's that constantly we hear, like, this coalition is only here as long as you're alive. Like, that's totally foreshadowing your death, right? Um, we're just like, it's like, when you die, this will be challenged. So, um... So, you know, like, that's, uh, that it's, it's like, I just, I just don't understand that element of it. Um, you're attaching to a, it, there's just something really disingenuous about, like, expecting, I understand the cultural implications and the why you would want, um, to see this couple that you're so attached to, like, have a happy ending, and so did I. I mean, I never thought it would happen, but I also very much wanted to have a um, but, like, did you really, like, how could you, like, watch the show and ever interpret them as going to have happy ending? Like, th that's the thing. Like, this is the most relationship in peril that I've ever seen on any media. Like, these two were always, like, it's not even, it's like, will they hate each other? And if they don't hate each other, will they be able to be in the same place as each other? And even if they're in the same place as each other, will one of them not die quickly enough that they could, like, actually explore their relationship, right? And it's it's just the most... There's, there was never a point where it seemed like these two were going to be happy, which, like, sucks. The show very much sucks um, in terms of bad things happening. Um, but, like, it was just never going to happen. So uh, it's, it's a little bit more of an absurd reaction given that. Now, that doesn't mean that you couldn't... They couldn't have been or that it was wrong to, like hope for it or whatever, but, um, I do clearly think that, like, expecting them have ended up happy kind of flies in the face of the storytelling that was being done, maybe, um, I think so, so, yeah, uh, did I, so, like, it's, it's like, yes, I understand why you're upset and, like, yes, like, the show did wrong, but it's not necessarily trying to summarize, I guess, here. It's not incumbent upon you to declare the show, uh, to, like, try to fix it, try to fix the storytelling. I mean, I do think that we should try, try to, like, say, like, here's what was done wrong and here's why. And I do think it's Jason Rottenberg's responsibility to try to improve his, uh, representation within his, uh, content, right? Like, you should understand that you shouldn't, like, fridge the gay character in this way, and you shouldn't abide by this trope, because, because, uh, other than the fact that I just, I just don't think it was good storytelling, like, I think that it just happened too fast and was too random, it was kind of unsatisfying for Lux's character. Oh, I should, uh, brief aside, like, um, a lot of people, like, say it was so unfair to her character, and... I think that that's true, but I think this death also had a lot of meaning being by her, uh, her, you know, assistant guy, or her father figure, uh, 
whatever, I don't remember his name, guy, and, um, like, the way it was done, it's just being random. I mean, my reaction was kind of like, I was kind of happy the likes that didn't die on the battlefield, because I couldn't have imagined a way in which that would have been, like, realistic. Like, she's the ultimate, like, warrior, right? So how is she gonna die fighting? So it kind of has to be unfair in order to finally get to her, because she's so, uh, so capable and strong, right? Um, and I think that's kind of valid, uh, Again, the circumstances are the problem, so I think that's kind of a valid reaction, being upset at how unfair it was. But to, to, this, to the same extent, I don't think it disqualifies the storytelling. It doesn't it disqualify the storytelling's uh, claim of the importance of her character just because she died in an unfair way. I don't think those correlate. So, uh, whatever I was saying when I tangented into that. Um, so, you have... Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> so Alexa, the way she died, unfair, yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it should improve. Uh, I don't want this to be my favorite ship didn't happen, so I hate the show and it should have been done differently. I think a lot of people are getting into that and I hate that reaction whenever people have that. It's, I've, I've always seen it, uh, from like entitled straight shippers, right? Um, Stiddy is a great example of that, and uh, not that that applies to all people who ship that, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them together, but uh, it's, it's, it's just, like, people who, like, are, like, taking an element of the show and having it supersede uh, the show in general, and, and it's, like, dumb from the extent of uh, a straight ship, but it's, it's not necessarily, it's not, like, qualified from it being a gay ship. It's just that it, it's just that, yes, it might take more societal importance to a lot of people than, um, than what you do, than, like, what's actually happening with the storytelling. But, uh, is it, like, sleeting or something? I don't know if you can hear that. It is not cold enough for that. But, uh, it, uh, but it, even if it, even if it takes on a larger societal importance, it still doesn't supersede the storytelling that, uh, begetted it, right? Um, I don't know, maybe that was the word, uh, but, yeah, it's, as you can tell, I'm fading here, so I'm gonna start wrapping up, but, I just, I don't know, I feel like there's valid points to make, in, in conclusion, I feel like there's, like, valid points about how this was handled to make, that are being thrown away by, uh, this, uh, kind of sense of involvement in the storytelling, which really shouldn't be there. Um, like, consumption, not part of the process. Um, and I do think this is kind of a problem with current fandom culture in general, and I don't know necessarily how to address it. I mean, I think a lot of it is a product of people getting attached to media at such a young age. And, you know... It, like, and it gets way more complicated as we're seeing now when it's media that clearly does take on a, such a personal importance to them. And um, the 100 should be celebrated for having the importance to you in general, uh, but it still should be held accountable, I agree. And I am by <laughs> criticizing it here. Um, but let's not, you know, supersede the storytelling. So... I guess that's... I probably have more things to say. We'll, we'll see if I remember as uh, I wrap up here. Let me... Know what you thought about this. Um, uh, it's... I mean, I'm interested to see how the show's gonna handle it this week and on going on. Um, I think that, like... I don't know if I've seen Jason Rothberg say anything that's, like, bad in response to this. Um... He's, like, kind of correctly been, like... Or he's kind of been... He's, it's his response, so I've been, like, Luxa had to die. I was kind of forced into it. Um, and I feel like a, a better response would be kind of what I'm saying now. <laughs> it's, like, it's my story to tell, you know. Uh, but I do think he made the correct decision with, with this and given the situation he was in. Uh, but I also do think she's going to be back this season in some form. It's going to be interesting to see if she, like, if she was an AI or if the AI just resided within her. Is, like, is the... Oh, what's her name? Um, the AI's name. Whatever, two. 
uh, right, is she, uh, is she, like, the Avatar state, if you watch Avatar, like, like, is it just, like, uh, a thing that's inside of her, but she's still her own person, or was the AI taking on her, her current personality, and, um, I assume it's the former, because it'd be kind of unsatisfying to, to hear that, like, Lexa was just this AI, unless it's, like, this AI has, like, become a person of her own or whatever, and it's kind of, like, evolved to the extent. As you can see, I'm kind of fat. I love AI stories. I'm super happy that The One is turning into one, and um, I know a lot of you can't, would, like, disagree, uh, because that superseded your favorite plot element, and it's, I don't necessarily think it's a superseding, like, and I do think it's going to be, although this is a treaded upon, although, uh, check, hold on, I'm going to talk and check the recording to make sure that we didn't lose it, although it's treaded upon water that, uh, that we, like, explore grief within, uh, female-female relationships, right, um, it's like we don't, it's like we've had enough lesbians dying, we don't need to explore this element again, it still is an aspect of representation to explore, so, you know, uh, we'll see, I'm still, like, obviously I'm still gonna watch the show, I'm still a big fan of the show, I don't think that this one slip, uh, this one toned I've seen, uh, negates the kind of, uh, episodes long of, um, I don't know what this beeping is, episodes long of representation that we've seen, uh, and, uh, I do think that the representation given and, like, the meaning that it had on people isn't, should not be, like, thrown away based off of one miscalculation. Um, the, de the decision to end this thing that had so much meaning to people, um, was, I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough, like, like, if people must, must have been attaching more to Lexa than Clark to, to react this way, right? Like, I don't know. That's, it's, it's, yeah, it, 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 it did take me by surprise what happened, and I don't really know how to, and it shouldn't, it's not something that should be fixed because people are reacting, but to a certain extent, our, our consumption is certainly off, placing the importance in, like, relationships too much. Um, like, I certainly think that that's true. Uh, but this is more complicated because it takes on a larger, because there's, like, placing importance in, a, in an aspect that is a larger societal importance, and, like, it's, like, for the relationship thing, you just say, stop shipping so much, right? And it's, like, you kids, stop shipping and stop, like, caring so much about your ships, and I don't think that's, like, offensive to say, even. I mean, I have, I honestly talked myself into having, throughout this podcast, having more sympathy for people who attach too much to ships, because it's, like, similar to this representation in an extent that it's something that takes on personal meaning for them beyond the storytelling, and, like, I understand it with regards to the gay ships, which have larger societal importance, and I don't necessarily understand it for the straight ships that don't, but I can see that's the common thread, you know. So... You know, I don't know. What are the answers? Let me know what you think and how this should be approached. I mean, it's not like we can fix it, you know. It's just that it's like a reality, and it's like, how do we adapt the culture? Um, I mean, to a certain extent, a lot of this is just me being someone who's not very emotional, um, kind of like a logical, calculating person, like exploring people emotionally reacting to things. And I've tried to be... Uh, to detach and, like, be sympathetic from, like, the inclination that I have to be, like, stopping so emotional, you know, because I understand people are different from me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Send me ass on Tumblr. I'm dylanova.tumblr.com. Um, you can comment on the, uh, article in which this is posted on an overly animated podcast, uh, overlyanimated.com. You can comment on YouTube if you're watching there. Um, I would ask that you be civil and responses to me. I apologize if I, honestly, at this point, like, as, since I've been rambling in the car for an hour, I don't remember what I said, so, um, try to, like, quote me and then, like, say your reaction to it, um, but I, I, I oh, I should, I think, I, I thought I was going to apologize in the beginning, oh, that was one of the things, like, I had a planned in my head, I was going to be like, I apologize in advance for everything I'm going to say if it's, like, if you don't, uh, if it's not good. So I'll apologize, uh, now. <laughs> I apologize if I said anything that was not, uh, 
that uh, was offensive or was not well articulated or even if my ideas are off base, that's also possible. I'm not infallible. So um, I, I honestly didn't... My intent is not to, to ruffle feathers with this. Uh, my intent is to... Um, uh, survivor joke. My intent is to, um, is to like, you know, it, it's, it's just to encourage a higher level of, not a higher level, it's a different level of like consumption of media that we're seeing than what we have now. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Let me know what you thought. I think this is an interesting topic and I think we're going to get into it again. Uh, when something else comes up, like revolving this, I mean, the current, you see it all the time with how people react to shipping. Um, but I really do think this is more of like a thing, current thing, people's attachments to things and their attachments superseding the storytelling that they're watching. And it's interesting. It's interesting from, as like a media critic perspective. Uh, overlyanimated.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, uh, Jamie, and Rachel. I think that was it. AKA, hey, enough here, Mitch Quinn University, Beatrix Exchange, Buzz Like Your Mailman, uh, and Rachel Rose. I don't know if I got them all. Um, next podcast Friday, hopefully, we will have up a uh, the first of our Steven Universe roundtables. Uh, look out for that on Friday. It's going to be a, a few of us discussing a specific Steven Universe topic. I didn't actually get into Steven Universe at all. I mentioned Core a few times, but whatever. Um, and yeah. Uh, that's it. Hopefully the recording goes through. This got broken into two parts. Uh, and thanks for... I apologize for the parts where I was like, I should edit this out, and then I didn't edit it out, because I doubt I'm going to be able to find them. But yeah, thanks guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye!